The following episode was recorded unscripted, unedited, and for mature audiences only. Hey, what's up? I'm Adam Adam, and welcome back to another episode of Modern Magical Meddling. We, of course, are live on YouTube. We've already had a cute discussion about some tarot cards and, and things like that. We're having a good time already. There's a lot more people on the YouTube live chat than there's been in a minute. The audience, the live audience is growing, which is really cool to me, and I love that. So uh, today, in this episode, we're going to be covering a lot of your emails. Now, I want to, first of all, thank you all so much for listening to me for the past season, uh, the first season, the second season. We're on episode 11, I think, of season two, if I'm not mistaken, um, of my podcast. And um, I I only ever wanted this to be an agony aunt kind of thing. I only ever wanted this to be a dear Madam Adam um, kind of thing. And it's really turning into that. And I'm really happy about it. So this episode, we're going to be focusing primarily on your emails. We're not breaking down tarot cards. We're not um, you know, diving into much else. We're going to catch up. I'm going to tell you guys what's going on with me lately, of course, you know, give you the scoop on what's happening with me in my life. But, um, I only ever really wanted this to be like an agony aunt kind of thing where you guys write in and, you know, submit emails and I read cards for you. That's, that was the whole point of this. And then something happened, um, down the line where, um, I don't know, like people stopped writing in for a while and people stopped, um, participating in this so much. And, um, and I ran out of stuff to talk about and I just started talking about myself and I started talking about, you know, other things and it just kind of got away from what I wanted it to be. So I'm so glad and I'm so grateful that you all are listening and you're watching on this live, um, and listening on Spotify and uh, it means a lot to me. So again, don't forget, you can write into the podcast for a free reading or a piece of advice or a topic or a question for me. I'd love to hear from you. Modernmagicalmeddling at gmail.com um, or podcast at madamadam.com. So let's see. Uh, this past week, what happened? Uh, we went to see Beyonce in Tampa, which was fantastic. I got a little drunk, had a really good time. Um, it was magic. Oh my God. I'd never been anywhere that had, I'd never been to a concert of that size before. I'd never been to a Taylor Swift, Gaga, Beyonce kind of experience. I'd never been to anything that big before. And it was truly incredible. The only negative was that since we were on the floor, there were people like standing on their chairs and stuff, standing on their little folding chairs, which I think is like a fucking safety hazard. Um, but we were on the end of the aisle. So we were able to kind of step outside the aisle and, uh, which gave people behind us the room to view as well. But there were people that were standing on chairs and stuff, and we really couldn't see much for a while. And Dustin got good and fed up and went over to get security. Security tried to get people down, and it didn't work. So Dustin got a police officer that came over and told everybody to get the fuck down. So that that fixed the problem. But we had a great time. Oh, my God. I felt so bad. Dustin had to sleep in the back seat on the way home because he had to work early in the morning the next day. But... We had floor seats. It was incredible. A great concert. A fabulous experience. I will never forget it. Um, what else? Um, oh, I added to my horror movie slasher sleeve. I got my uh, the rest of my tattoo of Chucky and Tiffany. Last week, I did Tiffany 
Tiffany Valentine, the bride of Chucky. I got her done and she's on the lower part of my, of my leg. And that one hurt so much fucking worse. I don't know what it is about it being lower down. Maybe it's not as meaty as the upper calf area of my leg or something, but that shit fucking hurt and was sore for like a few days after. But Chucky, Chucky didn't hurt nearly as bad. I was twitching because of like nerve endings and and things. It was more, I don't want to say it tickled because like tattoos hurt, but it didn't, it didn't hurt like as much as I thought it was going to, I guess. Um, and, uh, he's healing nicely, you know, he's wrapped up and he's healing. And, uh, the first day it was just hard to walk around and kind of sore. And, uh, my tattoo artist definitely takes his time with everything, gives it a thousand percent. Um, so yeah, so now I've got Ghostface, I've got Chucky and Tiffany. Um, and there's a, you know, everybody has an opinion about what I do now that I have a bunch of followers and shit. So there's this, uh, particular follower that's, it's a little, she a little crazy. I don't know. She duets my videos and, um, she never says anything, but she makes all these weird faces and, and stuff. And she looks like she's maybe on something. I don't know. I don't want to judge, but she, she a little loopy, a little Lulu. And, uh, she commented on one of my videos and she was like, no, no, no. Why, why, why did you do this? Why would you ever want Chucky? Why would you want to look at Chucky forever? Like, why would you want that? And I'm like, that is honestly a really good question, you know, like people that wonder, you know, aside from just being a big horror movie fan, why am I getting this, this lower leg soccer sleeve of, of horror characters? Like, why am I doing this? Well, when I was 11, I went to this thing in Sleepy Hollow, New York. They had this thing called the Headless Horseman's Hayride. And I went with my mom and my aunt and my cousin and my co- and a few girls from my cousin's soccer team. And I was, and I'm like, you know, two, three years older than them. Um, so they were all like, you know, eight or nine and I was 11. And I might have the ages wrong there, but I was young. I was 11, 12, something like that. And I remember I was the only one who was scared. I was the only one who was actively terrified um, I remember hiding my face in my mom's lap, like the whole time, crying. Everybody went into the haunted houses and stuff like that. And it was just this like local, scary haunted house kind of Halloween horror nights, you know, spooky festival thing. But I was the only one who was actively terrified. I was the only one. These girls thought it was funny and silly and went into haunted houses and got caramel apples and all this shit. And I just, I remember sitting on a bench next to a security guard with my mom and like my mom went and did some things and and my aunt, my mom swapped out and my mom left me with the security guard so she can go pee and, and stuff like that. And they went and had fun and did things. And I remember just sitting there fucking sniffling and sobbing and crying and just being horrified at the things that were happening. And I felt like such a fucking pussy that like after that, after that, I remember, um, going home and and just forcing myself to watch every horror movie you could think of. And I remember the first one that I tried watching alone. You remember that that Halle Berry movie Gothica? 
where she's uh she's uh, uh she's like a psychotherapist or something like that in a in a prison or a hospital or whatever and um she leaves work one day and then she wakes up the next day or she leaves work gets into a car accident wakes up she thinks she's in the hospital but she's actually in the psych ward like locked up and she's like where why am i here where is my husband i want my husband and she's like you they're like you're here because you killed your husband um yeah so, and it's like this ghost story thing or whatever. Really good. I'm going to rewatch it now today. <laughs> um, but that was the first one that I like tried to watch by myself in my room with no lights on. Scary Movie Central. Um, and I just, I forced myself to watch anything scary I could think of. Freddy Krueger was the first like horror villain that really scared the fuck out of me. And so now, full circle, as a 35-year-old adult... Um, this tattoo sleeve is like an homage to my inner child. And I was telling my husband yesterday at dinner, I was like, you know, my inner child is like really proud of me, like really proud of me for not just overcoming fear, but like finding a love for it, finding a love for it and really enjoying horror and scary movies. And, you know, uh, the way a director goes out of their way to try to scare you and suspense and the way that you marry you know, images with music and sound effects all to make this horrifying, spectacular thing. And now, of course, I love Halloween Horror Nights and can't get enough of that and and all of those things. So that's what this leg sleeve is really all about. It's all about kind of honoring the years of me overcoming my own fear. And, And now the only things that I'm afraid of are like, um fear itself just i'm sometimes i'm afraid of being afraid but i find it exciting i like being scared i think that things that scare me now are like lovecraftian bigness you know like like open water kind of scares the fuck out of me you know like big like outer space scares me um big huge spaces like if you were to like those videos on tiktok where they show like underwater and it's just this dark expanse of nothingness and i'm like there's a cthulhu in there there's like some giant like even in the museum of natural history in new york the the giant blue whale that's hanging from the ceiling or used to be i don't know if it still is but the giant blue whale that was hanging from the ceiling in the cafeteria or the food court used to scare the fuck out of me so i was like that thing is huge and it can fall and like to be so small and insignificant is, is truly terrifying to me. So like Lovecraftian bigness, huge empty space, that scares the crap out of me. But um, Hollywood horror I think is so fun and I love it now and and all of that. So yeah, so I have Ghostface because Scream is my favorite scary movie franchise. I have Ch- uh, Chucky and Tiffany because I was a big fan of toys and stuffed animals and Chucky, the... Uh, Child's Play came out the year I was born, and I've always loved Chucky. He's always been one of my favorites, and Tiffany is an icon. Um, what's next, you're asking in the chat. The next thing for my horror sleeve is um, is Freddy Krueger, which Dustin is not happy about because he hates Freddy. Um, but Freddy was the first guy that really scared the fuck out of me. The idea that you can't go to sleep, the idea that you're not supposed to go to bed, um, you're not even sleep, you're not even safe in your dreams. Like Freddy, the original Nightmare on Elm Street 
scared the living shit out of me and still gives me the heebie-jeebies, honestly. It's so good. Um, and then I have a cover-up that we have to do on my leg as well. I have a weird skull and crossbones with some bat wings behind it, and we're going to cover that up by going back to the original slasher feature, Psycho, and we're going to put uh, the Bates Manor on uh, over my cover-up on my leg. So the the leg wraparound is going to be Ghostface, Chucky, Tiffany, Freddy, and, um, and uh, the Bates Manor. Not the motel, but the manor itself, the actual beautiful stoic building. Um, oh, and we're adding Jigsaw also for a little Saw funness. My tattoo artist wanted to add Jigsaw, and I was like, sure, we'll add Jigsaw. Um, the little clown mask and all of that. I remember going to see the Saw movies in theater with my cousin, um, and we both loved horror movies at the time too, and, and all of that. So, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really, really cool. So we're mixing some old with some new, I think it's a good mix of things, a mix of gore and psychological and slasher and all of that. So, um, so yeah, it's going to be Ghostface, Chucky, Tiffany, Freddie, the Psycho House, um, and Jigsaw. So really excited about it. I'm loving it. Um, I've never been able to afford tattoos of this caliber and detail and uh, find someone that's willing to do it for me and do really great work. So I'm very fortunate. Shout out to Jacob at Fallen Heroes Tattoos in Kissimmee, Florida. Um, I tagged him in all of the posts I make about, all the updated posts I make about my tattoos. Um, so follow him. Check him out. Um, yeah, really, really cool, really fun. He's a great guy, does great work. Um, so, yeah. Um, what's my current favorite that's come out in the past five years or so? Um, Hereditary was great. Um, uh, what else? I really liked Evil Dead Rise. I really like the new Evil Deads. I really like those. Those are really fun. Um, Evil Dead Rise was just chef's kiss to me. Just fantastic, and I loved it. Um, what else? Oh my God. There's just so many. There's so many. Um, Terrifier is a lot. Oh my God. That's a lot. That's a lot of gratuitous gore and, oh God, it made me nauseous. I was trying to eat lunch while I was watching it one day in the middle of the day and I had to stop eating because it was so nasty. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, no, um, I really like the new Evil Deads. Those are some of my favorites lately that have come out in the past five years or so. Um, at least that I can think of off the top of my head right now. So, so yeah, check out my guy, Jacob from Fallen Heroes Tattoos. Um, he's awesome. Every one of the shop is incredible, but check him out. Check out his, uh, his socials and stuff. Uh, follow him. And, um, speaking of horror, uh, one of my fabulous followers here, uh, on Instagram, I think, messaged me last month or the month before about this contest, uh, to be the face of horror, quote unquote. And it's a, it's a contest for uh, $13,000, which would go a long way for me and Dustin getting into a better home and getting out of this apartment um, and help me elevate my business and help me pay for a lot of appearances I want to make at conventions and setting up booths at conventions and things. Conventions are a lot. They cost a lot. I'm not sure how much I've shared with you guys about that. I know you know I do conventions, but uh, they're expensive. Um, to, to set up a booth at a con is, is, is not cheap, and you want to break even or at least profit from it, and I want to get out there more as well. So, um, But yeah, um, The Face of Horror, it's a fun uh, contest that I have entered, and I have been approved as a contestant 
And uh, so basically what you win is you win $13,000. You win uh, a photo shoot with Kane Hoder, who is uh, Hoder Hodder. Uh, Kane is the man behind Jason in the Friday the 13th movies and a lot of them. Um, and um, if not all of them. And uh, you also win a... Uh, a photo shoot with Kane that will be a two-page feature in Rue Morgue magazine and the title of The Face of Horror for 2023. So I'm entered, and it is a voting kind of thing. So as of September 5th, I'm going to be sharing a lot about this going forward. There's going to be a link and everything that you can go to. But as of September 5th, you will be able to vote once a day for free for your favorite person to be the face of horror. There are, of course, other contestants. And it's going to be like um, a narrowed down thing. So the first one narrows it down to the top 20, then to the top 10, and so on and so on. And it goes until about November. So it's about two months of voting. You can vote once a day for free. Um, if you want to, you can pay if you would like, you can pay for extra votes. And um, the point of this is obviously for the horror community. It's to get some movies made and things like that. But also the biggest thing is that they're supporting um, families that are dealing with um, uh, medical payments and billings and people going through hardships because of childhood cancer. So it's a wonderful, um, a wonderful organization to donate to. Um, and anything you, anything that you, pay for a proceeds go towards that endeavor as well. So it's the face of horror. I'm entered. I'm going to be sharing a lot about it. And I would love my mavens, the madam, madam mavens here to be, to help me out with that. If you want to set an alarm once a day as of September 5th to, to go vote for me, that would be great. Um, lucky me, Halloween Horror Night starts September 1st. So I'll get to go and take some photos at the event and post them for my profile as well. Uh, but I would love to be the face of horror for 2023, do a photo shoot with Kane Hodder, I think would be great. Um, and the money, again, would help me and my business and my husband in, in a lot of really great ways. So if you'd like, I would love your support. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm glad. Thank you, guys. I'm glad the chat is, is, will help all we can. Thank you so much, Molly. I appreciate that. Um, everyday voting. Thank you guys. Yeah. I didn't realize it was like a voting thing, but it is. And that's kind of cool. And I've got quite a few followers. So I hope that I, I'll hope I'll go pretty far into the thing. Um, but I would love your support and thank you guys so much. And thank you to the follower that suggested that I enter. Um, but yeah, without further ado, let's get into, uh, some tarot. Let's get into these emails. Going forward, this is what I want this podcast to be like. I want it to be, you know, catch up, tell you about me and, and what's going on in my life, and then answer your emails and read you read some cards for you guys. So let's just start from the fucking top with the latest emails I've gotten, and then we'll move through these as long as we have time. So, all right. So I've got uh, one here from Lisa. It says, good morning. I first saw you on the Bob and Sherry happy hour way back during COVID time. Um, and I've enjoyed your Facebook reading posts ever since. That is so true. I forgot about that. I was on the Bob and Sherry show um, during COVID, during lockdown, when I started blowing up. That was really cool. Bob didn't seem to, to understand what I was doing or what Tara was about. And he asked me some interesting questions about being gay. But, but you know, he's there. there's some older there are some older people and that's fine. But, but yeah, that was one of the first things that I did, um, during COVID. One of the first interviews I did with anybody was on the Bob and Sherry show. So that was really cool. Um, on their happy hour. 
Uh, your work life is slow, and I now have time to binge listen podcasts. Yay! Well, I'm glad you're listening. Thank you so much. Um, happy, hoping to retire in May 2024, a year early. Anything you can offer to support that decision or plan? So happy to hear your voice this morning. Yes, absolutely. Let's see what I've got for you. Anything I can offer to support that decision? For sure. We're using a classic Rider Waite Smith today. Let's give us a good shuffle. Very nice. Little tarot ASMR for you guys. <laughs> Let's see. All right. Ooh, Queen of Wands energy, my love. If this is something that you want to do, you make this move in silence. Queens come from death and the major arcana. So they're, they're embodiments of transformation. All of the queens are embodiments of transformation in some way, shape, or form. And the Queen of Wands is essentially about making moves in silence, rising to your own authority. If you're going to make a decision for yourself, what do you want to do? But also the black cat that sits in front of, the, of her there, she's looking directly at us showing you guys on YouTube. Um, she's looking directly at us, kind of spirit, you know, looking at us and, and knowing that we're being protected, kind of telling the masses, telling the collective to mind their fucking business because you're, you're planning, you're scheming, you're, you're deciding what you want to do for you. And it's important that you make moves in silence for you, uh, Lisa. Now, also... Queen of Cups energy, another queen for you. So important that you love yourself and that this... Um, this retirement time is so that you can focus on stuff that you love. Focus on the way you love yourself. And it sounds like this transformation is a, is a really good thing to focus on how you feel and focus on self-love. And it's, a, it's an act of kindness for you to retire early and all of that. And I think that's fantastic. Um, what else? Bam. Two of Swords energy. Do what's logical, lovey. Do what's logical. If it makes sense, if you've got the time, if you've got the support, if you've got the means, do it. You know, twos come from the high priestess and the need to focus on stillness and patience while we make our own decisions and, and while we, you know, try to understand what's lurking behind the subconscious and the Two of Swords is a suggestion that we need uh, patience and stillness to make logical decisions. So it's not about feeling. It's about what's right, what's logical. Have you done enough? You know, is it just time? So you're making moves in silence. And it's important that you focus on self-care now, not just at that time, but, but that we're planning it and that we're not just reacting into self-care, but we're planning it for us. Um, and it's a logical decision for you, honestly. I have nothing but positive things. Um, Another queen, Queen of Pentacles. God damn, all these queens. Yes, this is this is a big green light, babe. You, this is fully in support of what you want to do. Queen of Pentacles energy is about gratitude through transformation. So take a moment, think about what you're grateful for. And and when I say that, any anytime I say that on lives or during uh, quick 60 second readings on my content. Whenever I say to focus on gratitude, it's never about like, I'm grateful for this person. I'm grateful for that person. This person is so kind to me. No. What are you grateful from the inside out? What are you grateful for in you? The work you've done, the things that you've attributed to your retirement. What are you grateful for about you inside out? So full support, babe. I think that's lovely. If you're going to plan anything, it's what do you want to do in retirement? What's the goal? What do you hope to, how do you want to carry yourself with love in retirement? And what logical decisions can you make 
for that, you know? So a lot of queens, it's a passive thing. It seems like it's just something that's happening. A version of you is dying and a new version of you is being born, you know? I like it. I think it's great. Um, and I hope that you resonate with that and that that gives you some something to think about. So yeah, make your moves in silence. Practice self-care more with more gusto. Make logical decisions and, and practice gratitude, my friend. Very nice. I like it a lot. You're moving towards uh, a transformation within yourself. Very good. Thank you for so much for writing in. And I'm going to set those cards aside and then pull new ones. Uh, during my lives a lot, people ask me, why do I set cards aside? Why don't I shuffle them back in? And, I, and it occurred to me, uh, the best way that I can put that to you all is that because that energy has been claimed, you know, that energy has been claimed. Those cards have been claimed at random and I will cleanse them and, and shuffle them back in as I see fit as because I'm resting them on a piece of selenite right now. So I have a few pieces of selenite like this one, this triangle selenite palm stone uh, or plate. And that's what I rest cards on so they can cleanse. And then I put them back in the deck. Um, make sure you check out my website as well. Um, Dustin's crystal corner, my husband's crystal corner is kind of being, uh, kind of dissolving a little bit as now he's got a, a, a regular job at Disney. He's not as focusing on crystals. So I would, um, if you're interested, it's still there, but it's going to be more of my focus to deal with that and less of Dustin's because he's got other shit to do, you know? So feel free to check out my website for crystals or selenite or, you know, any stones that you would like. We still have a quite an inventory. I'm going to do a crystal live as well at some point. Um, on my own and blend it with tarot, you know? So yeah. Yeah. I know we'll miss it, but he's definitely living his dreams. Absolutely. You're so right. Chat. Thank you guys. I'm glad. I'm so proud of him. Um, so yeah, but, uh, yeah, people love to be critical during lives. Of course, the trolls are always there and people love to be critical of, of how I do what I do. And there was a, a, a Monday night where there was a certain, I'm not going to name names, but there was a certain person in the chat who was behaving as though we were doing the live together. And anytime I literally said anything about a card, they had to give their opinion and be like, oh, well, that means this. Yeah, that means that. Well, that's not necessarily true, Adam. It also could mean this. And I'm like, my shit is not up for debate. I'm not here for you to approve or deny what I'm doing. This is just the work, you know? This is just the work. And sometimes I set cards aside and let them charge and take them out of the deck when I've used them. And people think that's wrong. And if I shuffle them back in, people think that's wrong. Like, there's always an opinion. And I caught this person's live once. Even I don't fucking understand how TikTok when after I blocked somebody because I just didn't want to deal with their energy anymore. So I just blocked them. They were exhausting during that live. Everything I said, they had an opinion and they were like, oh, you're doing so good. And it made me sound like they were belittling me a little bit. And like, you know, it, it felt like they were infantilizing me in some way and, and trying to like they know more than I do or something. I don't know. It was very fucking strange. If you were there, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but it was very strange. And they were kind of just acting like we were doing the live together. And they were like commentating on what I was doing instead of just listening and participating in the chat in a normal way. It was very abrasive and very distracting. Um, so I blocked them. But then like TikTok is still showing me their live videos. And I came across their live and they were doing yes or no readings with Oracle cards during the live. 
Um, and if you know me during lives and for tarot, I have very specific rules and boundaries and my, and I've talked about this a lot, so I'll keep it brief, but in my opinion, medical readings are not ethical and that includes pregnancy. Legal readings are also not ethical and there's no yes or no's really in tarot. You know, there's no card that says yes, no card that says no. Um, and my, and I say that with confidence because this person was doing yes or no readings with Oracle cards and someone asked them a question and the card they pulled was an Oracle card that said nothing is set in stone. So someone asked a yes or no question. The answer was nothing is set in stone. And this reader said, yeah, that's a no to me. That's a no. I'm sorry. The answer is no. And I'm like, what the fuck? The card says nothing is set in stone. To me, that sounds like a possibility. It sounds like a maybe. Or are you just taking the word nothing and immediately taking it negatively and making it no? That makes no fucking sense to me. Nothing is set in stone. So yes or no is, is am I going to get the job? Nothing is set in stone. So maybe, right? It's possible. And then I would guide you in a way of trying to be optimistic about it or realistic about, you know, what, you know, understanding that you're not the only one that wants the job and, and blah, blah, blah. Right. But like nothing is set in stone. Isn't no. That's why I don't do yes or no's because there's no definite yes or no. And this person took that sentence of nothing is set in stone and took it as, well, you don't always get what you want. And I'm like, well, but like, it's possible then. If it's not set in stone, that means it's possible, it's changeable. It's not a yes or no thing, it's a maybe, you know? So that's, so I just found that fascinating. And I watched this live for a little bit and I was like, yep, that makes sense about this person now that they are stuck in how they do things and they're coming on to me about how I do things and being like passive aggressively encouraging where they were like, you're doing so well. And I, you know, I fuck with my hair and stuff during the live. I catch myself and I like mess with my hair and they were like, quit messing with your hair and just pull the card, sweetie. You're doing so good. And I'm like, you're not my fucking mom, girl. Shut up, you know? But I couldn't be like that because I didn't want to, I didn't want to be a cunt during the live like that and make abrasive things happen or, or whatever. I didn't want there to be animosity and to give that person too much energy, but I blocked them and they still came up on my TikTok, which I don't understand. Even after you block someone, you can still see they're live. So like, I don't understand that, but, but yeah, yes or no's and, and fucking, you know, that's why I don't do relationship things. Tarot was so much more than relationships to, and there's no romantic cards in my opinion either. There's no romantic cards. The lovers is not romantic. The two of, um, the two of cups is not romantic. If you claim that cards are romantic, you're narrowing down the spectrum of love to romance. And I think that's foolish and small minded. It's like, if you're doing a career reading for someone, it's like, oh, what's my new, you know, what do I need to know going into this new job? And it, they pull the lovers and they're like, oh, you're going to have a love interest. You're going to fall in love at work with someone. That's not what I wanted. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about my career, my purpose, my job. We're not talking about Rome. I'm married. What do you mean? I, that doesn't apply. That doesn't resonate. That doesn't make sense. And the reader doubles down and they're like, no, this card means you're going to find a love interest. Like, no, it doesn't. That narrows down the spectrum of love to being specifically romantic. And I think that that's small minded and silly, you know, unless you're doing a reading about love, then sure. You know, if you're, if you're a reader that specializes in romance, 
then obviously all of the cards are going to have a tinge of romance to them because that's the kind of reader that you are, you know? So that's my two cents on that. As I said, my boundaries are really simple. My rules are pretty basic. No medical, no legal. There's no yes or no's. And I don't touch romance. You know, I like to do general to tell you what you need to hear from the universe. So on that note, let's move on. I've got uh, Gemma. Hello, lovely. I was hoping I could email on the podcast to see if I could be eligible for a free read. You certainly are. I've had a big life change in the in the past months, and I would be interested to see how my life looks planning out after that change. Thanks for your time, and thanks for your posts and lives on Instagram. You're so welcome. Thank you for writing in. Big life changes. What does life look like after that? That's great. Let's see what we've got for you. Uh, King of Wands energy. Yeah, you have to dictate. You have to dictate how life goes moving forward. King of Wands energy is about passionate authority. You set the standard. You're supposed to inspire others. You're supposed to lead. Oh, no. Oh, okay, just kidding. My phone blacked out for a second. I thought my phone died. I was like, oh, no, my recording. <laughs> just kidding. All right. King of Wands energy, as I said, um, leading with passion, leading with decision, knowing what we want to do for us, trusting the process. Um, you have to pick, though. You have to pick. You have to decide. The path is not going to be shown to you. You're going to have to decide what you want to do, and spirit will follow you properly, but you have to set the standard of what you want. Five of Swords energy as well. Conflict, honey. There is going to be some conflict following this change, following the life decisions that you're making. Some people, you know, don't want you to change. Some people really like the role you play for them in their life, and they don't want shift. They don't want change. Fives come from the higher fence, so it's about learning experiences, unfortunately. You're supposed to be learning about these people. But the Five of Swords also comes with guilt about feeling bad about the way you said things or the way you put something. Um, people might villainize you. So you might as well say what the fuck you got to say. Lead with inspiration, that King of Wands. And Five of Swords energy is, you know, the guilt that comes with maybe feeling like you cut a corner or you know something people don't. Maybe you had to do something shysty to get your way or whatever. But people play dirty. So, you know, if you have to play dirty... Don't feel guilty about it. It's not personal. It's not about them. It's about you doing what you want to do, you know? So if you're going to be villainized anyway, you might as well say what you got to say and do what you got to do, you know? And then um, magician energy. Manifestation follows, honey. Manifestation by definition is uh, demonstration, as I always say. So if you want it, show that you want it. Participate in it. Make it what you need it to be. Um, the magician is a... Uh, we talked about the magician before in a couple episodes ago, I think, about how they're the conduit. They're the lightning rod. It's important that you channel energy and use it towards something and don't try to keep it, right? It's that you use it and get it out of you. You let the lightning flow through you. Otherwise, if you keep it, it just festers inside you and burns you and makes you all panicky, panic-stricken and shit like that. So... It looks like you're meant to lead. You're meant to inspire with passion. Five of Swords energy. You're going to feel some guilty feelings about, you know, how you have to say things. And, you know, you're going to disappoint some people and feel guilty about it. But you're manifesting. You're displaying what you want for you. You're participating in your abundance. And I think that that's lovely. Um, also, yeah, Page of Cups energy. Trust your intuition. If you understand how you feel, that's intuition. If you don't understand your feeling, that's not intuition. And you ask more questions, you talk about it, you get it out of you. Um, we talk to spirit, we write it down, we journal it, we video diary. We do something to try to understand how we feel. The Page of Cups energy is the call is coming from inside the house. You know, it's coming from within. 
Trust your feelings. Trust your emotional self. It's time to lead with passion. Spirit will guide you and follow you thusly. Um, if you're going to be villainized, though, by other people, you might as well say what the fuck you mean and manifest. Just demonstrate what you want. Participate in it. Be the architect of your own design, you know? So I like that one a lot. Speaking of intuition, don't forget that my latest class is sign up a bull on my website, uh, link in bio, madamadam.com. It's the 26th. It's coming up. Um, we're going to be talking about tarot uh, spreads and intuition exercises. So it's a great class for beginner, intermediate, experienced readers alike. We're going back to basics. And all of my classes are from an inside out perspective from reading for yourself. Before you go read other people, you know what I'm saying? All right, let's see here. Okay. Ooh, this one's going to be interesting. Here we go. This one is from Lindsay. Hi, Madam Adam. Trigger warning. Forgive me, for I am shooketh. Today marks the second day in a row that I've had a horrible nightmare that actually felt real and left the actual me and fear in tears. I dreamt that I was tortured and... Uh, for being from and supporting the LGBTQ uh, plus community. In the dream, I could even feel the pain of someone burning off my skin and putting acetone on my genitals. There was a point in the dream where my antagonizers asked me if I would choose to be gay or bi or choose going to, and or choose going to hell. I could hardly speak because they were choking me with a steel bar, but I said I'd rather go to hell. I was subsequently tortured more and unalived. Obviously, none of this was real and isn't a feeling I've ever experienced, but it was enough to scare the ever-living shit out of me. Why do you think I would have a nightmare like this? What does this mean? I know the community is in a scary place right now, and I just had a friend and his husband move to Texas, and I've been worried about them. But would that cause this sort of terror? If possible, could I have a, could I have a reading about how to interpret the situation? But I would really love your thoughts on it thoughts on and about this and about how to move forward and prevent this sort of lucid dream from happening again because it was terrifying. I'm still on edge and paranoid and I woke up from the dream an hour ago. I'm sorry if this content is inappropriate for your show. No, this is totally appropriate. Wow. Oh my God. That's crazy. Um, as I've been sober in my life from weed, I've, I've had more dreams than I would like. Um, I had a dream uh, quite recently that my mom and my grandmother took me to mass with them and I was uncomfortable in church and I wanted to leave. And there was a clergyman or someone that um, came to me outside and tried to pull me back in with this really sinister, wicked smile. And they were like, no, you need this. You need Jesus. You need Christ. You should come back inside. Your family's in there. And it very much mirrored to me the idea and the the remember the memory that that my family stayed in church that people in my family even though i was told to leave the church they still went to that church anyway even though they displayed and showed some homophobic behavior that they still went anyway and i was like wow these people really don't give a fuck about me but um that is a crazy nightmare, and I'm so sorry that you've had it recurring uh, for a couple days now. Um, my thing with dreams is that's, that's a, that is a river, a current of energy that you really can't do anything about. You have to go through it. You have to experience it. You can, you know, you can put a circle of salt around your bed. You can put crystals and stones um, on your uh, on your bedside. Those are some things that I've done before to try to, you know, 
barrier myself from negative energy or from from negative intrusive thoughts taking over my mindset while I dream. Um, you can do a little circle of salt around your bed. You can do uh, some cleansing stones and things to you know, put positive dreams or to help channel the energy or make it less negative for you. I also would even think about um, doing some kind of affirmative spell work on yourself ahead of your bedtime. Um, call energy back to you. Say out loud to yourself that, you know, I, I, I don't accept anything um, I don't accept this kind of mindset into my dreams. I don't accept this kind of thing into my head. I, I banish these nightmares from me, but like you're in a sub, you're in an unconscious state and it's your subconscious speaking, you know? So I think to me personally, I, and my opinion on this, I'm not an expert, but my opinion on this is that this is fear rearing its head at you. And it's a, it's showing you the very real fear you feel in supporting the queer community or being queer yourself. It's, it's showing the very real fear that you have. You know, I had a nightmare once, a recurring nightmare that Dustin and I were on the Velocicoaster at Universal Studios. And when we came back to the, the, the load area, I was alone and Dustin fell out of the roller coaster and died. Um, and I had that nightmare for like a week straight. And I realized at some point that I was just afraid of losing him. I was afraid of losing him in some aspect. I was afraid of him just not being with me and the mortality of him. And, you know, roller coasters can be scary and all of that. And it sounds silly, but like, you know, we, we ride a lot of rides and do a lot of things and you can't control stuff. And it just showed me that like, I have a fear of losing him, you know? And when I made peace with that, the dream faded and it stopped happening. So it hasn't happened in a while. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think that it is definitely a subconscious thing of why would you have a nightmare like this? Because the fear that you feel is real. These are real things that can happen. You can't control people. We have a, a new law in Florida that you don't need a permit or a, a license to, to conceal and carry in Florida anymore. So some road raged person can just get out of their car and shoot me in the face. Some random person can say they don't like my fingernails being stiletto and that I look like I'm trying to be a girl or something and they can hurt me if they want to. And, you know, the unfortunate truth about that is Dustin and I had to have a conversation about what do you do if someone attacks me? What do you do if someone wants to hurt me or you or, you know, if someone attacks you in public, what, what do we do? you know? And he was like, we, we call for help and we try to, you know, we fight them off. And I was like, no, I was like, I hate to say it, but no, that's not what I want you to do. If someone decides they want to hurt me in public, the first thing you do is pull your phone out and document this. The first thing you do is grab your phone and start fucking recording because I want proof. I want proof that this happened. I want documentation that someone hurt me and for legal reasons or whatever. And, and if I end up being unalived by it, I want you to tell people about it. You know, I want that to be the thing. The first thing you do is pull your phone out and record and then you call for help, you know? So that's, that's the unfortunate reality of it. But I think that this nightmare is a symptom of your fear of your real world fear and just how real the danger is for the queer community, you know? So I, that's, that's, that's what I think that is. Um, 
But let's read some cards about what you should do about this and how you can move forward from it and, and what else spirit or the universe might be trying to tell you that is manifesting itself in, in this very realistic uh, fear you're experiencing. That's, that's crazy. And again, I'm so sorry that, you're, that, it, that the world is this way. I shared that fear also um, every day. I mean, I spend a lot of time at home lately, especially since Dustin is the one with the car. But, you know, it's a very real thing to know that, like, for being you, right? And this is a people of color thing. This is a queer community thing. Anyone that's different from the classic right-wing Christian uh, Caucasian thing is in danger at any point in time because people are terrible. And recent... Uh, government officials have given people the feeling that they can. And that's why it pisses me off when family is like, oh, we don't talk about politics and family. Politics is trying to kill us. The government, political officials are trying to set standards that put us in danger. So we should fucking talk about it, you know? So, but people are scared. But I, I, I think that you know, your paranoia is valid and founded in this, in this fear, this very real world fear of what's happening here. So, so thank you so much for sharing, but I have for you, um, let's see what I've got. Okay. We've got 10 of pentacles energy, um, page of wands and death. So yeah, I think you should start, um, doing something about this. I think you should start doing something for charity. I think you should start throwing money at, at a cause. I think you should, you know, take this. I think you should take this. I think you should take this fear and grab that energy and put it into uh, charity, put it into uh, philanthropy, put it into giving. Let's raise money for organizations that can help us. Let's raise money for you know, the community and mass in really, really good ways. Um, so page of wands energy here as well. Uh, let's get back to passion. Let's be passionate about this. Let's get back to the basics of our spirituality as well. This might be a sign for you to go back into your spiritual self, into your witchy practice, into your own stuff. It might be a sign for you to, uh, to do your own prayer, meditation, whatever you believe in and fuck with. It might be time for you to get into your own witchy practices, your own spell work, your own stuff to get back to the basis of that. And spirit is trying to communicate with you about changes that are, that are happening. Um, death energy is here as well. So... Um, yeah, it's, it's transformation. A version of you is dying and a new version of you is being born, a new passionate version that, that probably wants to care about the community and do things and raise money and march and stand. And, and that's a scary position to be in. I know that even just me having a platform and being a queer person, I'm in danger, you know, of people just simply disagreeing with me and people expect me and, other people that are have platforms that are queer, they expect us to kind of set a standard of like, no, you keep wearing your stiletto nails, you keep being you in public and all of that, but it makes you a target, you know? So I would say to, to throw money at a cause or let's raise some money for it, connect with spirit, use your spirituality to protect yourself. And um, death, transformation, a version of you is dying, the version of you that that, you know, is too afraid to do anything. We should do something about this and and be proud in it. Um, also, three of wands energy. It's time to plan, honey. 
Short-term goals and long-term goals. Try to be realistic about what you can do. What can you realistically do about this? And that's in terms of protecting yourself spiritually as well as what you can do about people being in danger in the queer community. What can you actively do? You know, you're only one person. You can only do so much. So short-term goals, long-term goals as well. Put some bookends, as I call it, um, towards what you want to do next. And and yeah, let's let's plan. Let's put a plan together. Let's put an action plan together. If these things were to really happen, if these dreams, these nightmares were to become reality, what would you do? What would be the plan of action? You know? So let's have some stuff in play. Let's have some things ready to go just in case. But yeah, there's transformation. Things are changing. You're changing. And we have to be ready for that. But it looks as though we should... The, the, the loudest message I have for you today is philanthropy. And for you to maybe start a fund or donate to a charity or to an organization that, that aids queer people in these times of struggle and stuff like that. So that's my idea about that. Thank you so much for writing in and, um, and for sharing with me, but it's clear to me that the fears you experience on the day to day are, or your subconscious thoughts and they're coming to the surface, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, Trey asked in the chat there if I have any experience with uh, lucid dreaming. I do. Yeah, I do. I've had a few lately where I've been aware um, that I'm dreaming. I've seen it. I felt it. And I've tried to like, um, I've tried to, to not wake up, you know, because I want to know more. I'm like, no, no, I know I'm dreaming, but I want to know more. I want to be here longer. And I find that for me in my like weird Pisces-ness, it's that I'm, I'm seeking more. I'm seeking more, uh, knowledge. I'm trying to find, I'm trying to dive. Like, why did you say that? And someone said something to me and I'm like, why did you say that? And they're like, oh, well, you know, and I can feel myself almost waking up and I'm like, no, 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 no. Stay asleep. Stay in this state. Why did you say that? And I'm trying to get more knowledge and trying to understand more things. So I do have some experience, especially lately and especially in, with a sober mind without weed in my system. My dreams have been much more vivid and I've been a bit more aware of what I've, of what's happening and the fact that I'm dreaming. So it's very strange. Um, also, if the dreams continue or turn into sleep paralysis, there are ways to lucid dream and gain control in the dream. It can help gain confidence in waking life. I experienced it in an abusive relationship. Absolutely. That came from the chat. Very nice. Yes. Um, I don't have any tools on that personally. I just know my own experience with it. And there have been times where I've been aware, like I said, where I've been aware of it and I've tried to, you know, stay in it longer so that I can, I can feel, I know my husband just woke up. I can feel a dog between my legs, you know, waking up as well. But I'm like, no, 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 keep your eyes closed. Stay in this state. It's this weird feeling where you kind of like try to keep your head underwater. You know what I'm saying? That's the best way for me to put it. But I do, I've had some experiences of it myself, especially with a without the weed in my system anymore my dreams have been a bit more lucid and I've been more aware so it's truly fascinating but thank you so much for writing in I really appreciate it let's try to get to one more um Let's see. Hi, Madam Adam. I'm a longtime follower of you on both TikTok and Instagram. I also love being on YouTube when you go live to record your podcast. I love listening to your podcast on the way to work or when I'm in my room working on my crafting projects. I've made shirts for my grandchildren and recently made some keychains for my coworkers. The reason why I'm sending this to you 
to you is because I've been debating on if I should turn my crafting hobby into a side job so I can make extra money to help with bills and also have a little extra to go to get something nice for me every once in a while. I would like to see what the cards have to say about that. Also, maybe some advice on how to get started. Make shit you love, babe. Make shit that you love. Make things you like. There is always an audience for things that you enjoy doing. I like the way I read tarot. I think it's practical. I think it makes sense. I think it's general in a way that it can apply to multiple people, but also personal in a way that, you know, hits you in your subconscious and hits you deep down. So I I like the way I do it. I think I come at it from a practical sense. And since I'm doing that, since I'm doing stuff that I love, there's an authenticity to it. And that's what people are attracted to you. Make shit that you like. Make shit that you enjoy right? Dustin made a bunch of perlers of like horror stuff for me. And people were like, oh, I want that. Like it's, yeah, make shit that you like, make shit that you enjoy. You know what I mean? That's my advice on you getting started, but, and you should absolutely do that. Why not? You don't need my permission. We're going to pull some cards about it, girl. But, but I mean, that's a great idea. A little side gig, something that you can do for fun and, and also make money at, you know, but when you start to blur the line between a hobby and not every hobby is meant to be monetized, you know, and we start to blur the line between monetization and hobby and it starts to become more work than it's worth and uh, more, more, more frustrating and like nothing kills the joy out of your hobby more than, than, than it becoming a work or a job for you or whatever. Nothing really takes the, the fun out of it quite like that. Like, I mean, I love going live. Don't get me wrong. I, I love going live and reading tarot for people, but it gets to some point. It's like, okay, I'm working. I have to do my job now, you know, and it loses some of the fun, especially when like Dustin and I were talking yesterday at dinner that now that he's at Disney, he's dealing with Karens and like, you know, guest interactions that aren't great and everything. And he's like, but it's nothing compared to what you do every day where people actively attack you and say horrible fucking shit to me uh, for no reason. For no reason. They, I'm sitting in public, which I consider being live is public. Even if you're, I'm in my, in my apartment, in my office, but I'm live. So therefore I'm in public because other people can see me kind of as they quote unquote walk by in cyberspace, right? So there's something public about it and people can just throw insults or say horrible things or send death threats or whatever for me, just doing my job. But my husband, you know, he's like, I've got, you know, some of my own stress, but it's not like what people do to you. And it's wild that people can do that. So my whole point though is make sure that you're still having fun make sure that you're making stuff that you enjoy make sure that you are you know doing things that you like doing and if people go oh you should do this you should make that you don't have to listen you don't have to do what people want oh adam you should make a tarot deck i don't want to make a tarot deck i have no desire i'm not artistic like that i have no desire to make a tarot deck right now so i'm not listening to you i don't want to it's just my personal thing it's just not where it's at right now i'm still trying to find the time to focus on writing a book trying to write the modern magical meddling book of five priorities and unclench your jaws and all those things i'm still trying to find the time to make that happen for me 
Um, so it's, you know, one project at a time, but make sure you're doing shit that you love and you should absolutely do this as long as it's fun for you. And it's just a side thing that you can do to make money and have a little extra jazz. Absolutely. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's a great idea, but make shit you love and you don't have to do what people want you to do, you know, cause then you just got a bunch of random shit that you made for, because you listened to one person. Like why, you know? So yeah, devil energy. Make your own choices. Don't give in to temptation. Do it right or don't do it at all. Make decisions for you. The devil is a perversion of the lover's card. The lover's is about precipice and choices, jumping off the cliff or not. And, um, you know, choosing for you. Are you ready to move forward and try something new? Or are you not ready and you need to go back and reestablish your craft? But the devil is making sure that you're choosing for you. Don't give in to temptations. Don't do shit just because people tell you to. Make your own choices. Um, The fool. Leap of faith, girl. This is a fresh start, a new beginning, a leap into something mysterious and new for you. So yeah, don't listen to the naysayers. Don't make shit just because people tell you to. And then 10 of wands energy. Absolutely. Passionate set, passionate success, but not without stress, frustration, and burnout. The work is going to come with stress. Feeling abundant at this is going to come with stress, frustration, burnout. That is the price for you attaching monetization to a hobby or a passion, stress. That's just part of it. So it looks good to me. It looks positive. Just be mindful of what other people say and think. And don't compare. Ten of Swords energy. Do not compare what you do to what other people do. You do your own shit. Look at these super fucking cute keychains you sent me. These are so cute. Those are great. I think they're awesome. But maybe we can, you know, do something like that that says like bad bitch or, you know, um, I love myself or whatever you want them to be. Those look great. And that's what you want to make for your family and for your friends. Do them just bigger and a bit more general if you want to, you know, but let's not compare to other people. Your abundance is going to come with some stress because you're going to put pressure on yourself. But it's a leap of faith. It's a fresh start. It's a new beginning. You should go into it optimistically. But don't make shit just because people tell you to. Make your own shit. Make things that you like making. Okay? I like it. Thank you for writing in. I appreciate you. Let's see. Last but not least, evening. My name is Gabby. I'm writing in for the readings for the podcast, genuinely vibing with your daily videos. Not only are they usually spot on, but they remind me I'm a boss bitch and need to keep moving. I've never had a reading, so I'm not sure what I should be or not be emailing about, but I'd love one. Sure thing. Uh, This is from Monica. Monica, let's just give you a general reading and we'll see if the collective resonates with it as well as, as we close out today's episode. All right, my love, let's see. And thank you so much for writing in. Monica. Six of Wands energy, my friends. You're meant to be celebrated. You should celebrate yourself and share yourself with people that share your passions, people that enjoy the things that you enjoy, people that pick up what you're putting down, so to speak. It's time to celebrate yourself and find a community that you fuck with, you know, online, in person, whatever. But it's time to share your passions with people that also have that same passion. Nine of Pentacles energy as well. It's time to set yourself up for success. Make sure your alone time is spent weaving the web, walking the walk, talking the talk, putting the money where your mouth is, dressing the part, looking the part, acting the part. Set yourself up for success. You got good shit coming your way. Also, 
Nine of Cups energy for you as well. Alone time should also be spent validating your feelings, journaling, uh, video diary, what have you. It's time to get back to the basics of how you feel. Grant your own emotional wishes, my love. You can have whatever you want, but you have to set yourself up for success and find community in it. So you know you're not alone. You're not the only one. There's a parade to be had and you can be the the focus of that parade. You do have some grief though that we need to process. You gotta let some stuff go. Some emotional negatives have been outweighing the positives a little bit. This five of cups energy. You gotta let some stuff go before you can move forward. So it's time to take some alone time, practice some self-care, think about why we feel the way we feel, try to understand the truth in our feelings, set yourself up for success, make sure that you are physically in engaged, not just emotionally and mentally, but that you're physically engaged in what you wanna do. Um, like when I wanted to get back into swimming last year, I bought a new suit. I bought new goggles. I bought a new cap. I bought a gym membership. So I would go to a pool, not just use the one at the complex, but I went to an Olympic size pool and did that had lap lanes. I invested energy, time and money into it and then celebrate yourself, honey, find community that can uplift you. People that can share your shit, that share your interests. I hope that resonates with you and anyone else that might be listening to that general reading. Thank you guys so much for writing in. Please continue to do so. This is what I wanted this podcast to be about, is you writing in and me pulling cards for you and sharing my opinions and thoughts as we go along. Um, thank you so much. Don't forget to write into modernmagicalmeddling at gmail.com or podcast at madamadam.com if you'd like a complimentary reading. I'll see you during the week, during my lives. Don't forget to vote September 5th. I'll tell you guys when and how. Sign up for my class on my website, madamadam.com. You can also book private readings there if you would like, cameos, etc. Don't forget to unclench your jaw. Be kind to yourself. And as always, fuck it up.